0: love to the radio. It's here, thinking of you with a candle lit. And I did.
1: Good evening, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Affirmative Entertainment here on Blog Talk Radio, Well, I'm your host, Lord Merlot. Good evening, everybody. It is Poetry Evening 8.1. That's right, I'm going to let you know that last month, on the first Sunday, we brought it and we brought it good, Miss Vanilla Sky, on the hosting side. She got three thousand listeners to listen to her one poetry session. Shout outs to Miss Vanilla Sky. Say what's up, sweet lady, my vanilla wafer.
2: <laughs>
1: hey, how are you? I'm um, lovely, lovely, lovely. <laughs> three thousand, huh? Three thousand, baby. Three thousand yep. listeners just to that one show.
2: Wow, that's great. Thank no, you, everyone, you for are listening. great.
1: You are great. Uh, did they buy the book? Please tell us, did they <laughs> buy the book? Did they buy the
2: book? I don't know. I hope they buy the book.
1: <laughs> you better tell me off the air. But anyway, they better buy the <laughs> Lord. book. All right. So we got Poetry Night 8.1 we got going on, on this evening. On next Sunday, we got Miss Vanilla Sky doing her thing at the Howard Theater. Yes, I will be right there. And we still have yet to have that one person send an email. Sorry about Ms. Ben-Odd Her email box was all fucked up. You know how it get. Oh, yes, it <laughs> does. But she got that all cleaned out, so you got your last chance. Tonight, you got less than one hour to get your email in, to get your ticket, so that you can sit beside me as I watch Miss Vanilla Sky do her thing (laughs) with the group Next, or the RL, the voice of Next, and 702 and some other special people highlighting the R&B spotlight at the Howard Theater. That's what's up. Oh, yes, yes, yes. want to give a quick shout-out to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. You have always been so patient with us. You have been always here. You listen to us on the sidelines. Even though we want you to call in and give us a quick shout-out, say what's up, but you don't do it, but that's okay. You're getting there. You're getting there. It's all <laughs> right. <laughs> want to give a quick shout-out to Mr. Chaos of D.C. Entertainment, Miss Ebony Larajani, who was with us on last Sunday. Thank you so much, Miss Shanti of, uh, oh, Lord, help me, Vanilla. Oh, freestyles
2: of the mind. Woo!
1: That's what's (laughs) up. Woo, woo, woo,
2: woo,
1: woo. I'm going to (laughs) smack
2: you around for that one.
1: (laughs) That's all right. She's going to smack me, too. I still love you, babe. Yeah, I'm going to smack you around later. All right, so tonight we have our special guest, Mr. John Mason, coming out from the city of the brotherly love or nearby or somewhere near in between Philly and here and there, and, you know, he's going to show some love, and he's going to do his <laughs> thing tonight, and Miss Vanilla is going to host that shit. But before we go there, we want to just yeah, go well. ahead and give the general house rules. <laughs>
0: so oh, okay, the general house that.
1: if you're going to be on the show this evening make sure you mute your phones if you're not speaking therefore that we can definitely hear what's going on and if you have something to say you know just you know just chime right on in but you know don't be giving all this background huh, telling the children to sit down put their asses to bed do you know it's eight o'clock <laughs> on a Sunday they need to be getting ready to Do something tomorrow. Yes, do something. Well, it's still light outside. (laughs) These kids ain't
2: going to bed. It's summer and it's bright as hell. They're not going to sleep.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay. So a quick bit of what's going on in the news or what's going on in the world. So we know that, um, let's see, there's a possible al-Qaeda attack that's going on over there, you know, how they do in the Middle East and things. I just don't understand how these people, what in the hell are they thinking do they have nothing else but to just bring up about a war bitch your ass is is starving you are hungry why (laughs) is you trying to bring up a war that you can't win what is the problem (sighs) Mm. oh that's all i can say is "Mm, mm, mm, mm." (laughs) oh lord 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 oh god it worked up tonight
2: just worked up
1: I'm not worked <laughs> up. I've been worked out. <laughs> <No. laughs> Shut up. See, get no it together. Prior. Get get it together. I'm, together.
2: I'm always.
1: <laughs> get it together. Get it together, honey. Uh-huh. All
3: okay. right.
1: So, <laughs> I just want to just blow oh There was one more thing. So, I just want to give a little a little um, motivational piece to our young people that are out there that are trying to do something with their lives, people that are in the music industry. Yes, I'm going to take it there. I mean, I understand that you're doing what you do and you are, quote, unquote, grinding and grinding and rhyming and chiming and things of that nature. However, if you're making a little bit of money right now, don't forget that it can be taken away from you. Just as that door was opened, it can be closed. So you should not be on Facebook. You should not be on Twitter. You should not be on LinkedIn bragging about that you got this much money coming in. Because let me tell you something. Again, just as it came in, it can go away. And then your ass will be back on the street, moving right along. All right, Miss Vanilla Sky. It is your turn <laughs> to do what you do, boo. I'm going to shut my mouth before somebody wants to smack the shit out of me. I'm sorry, Mr. Oh, Mason. My... I know you still listening. This is how we do it. I'm going to try <laughs> to be quiet tonight so I don't disrespect nothing. But, you know, I'm so pleased to have you on the show tonight. I know you're just listening. But I am so pleased to have you on the show, and I'm sure that you will bring some enlightenment to what we're talking about and what we're trying mm-hmm. to get through when we're talking to the people of today, the people of yesterday, and the people of tomorrow. Miss Vanilla, go ahead.
2: Yes. All right. I want to welcome Mr. John Mason onto the show. Hopefully he is on the line. You there?
1: Oh, was I supposed to unmute him?
2: Am I talking to myself? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, that would be you. All uh, right, you got Mr. Me now?
3: Mason. There you go. Am I sorry. on? You're on, <laughs> oh great, great, How you guys hi guys welcome glad to be yeah. here, vanilla and <laughs> hi, Merlo. I'm here, okay, okay. Yeah, um, see,
2: <laughs> anyhow, so why don't you tell everybody? start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself, some of your accomplishments what you're you know what you're doing right
0: now,
3: okay, for to- little over twenty five years, I have been a freelance writer. In newspapers, and blogs, and and magazines, uh, working at, living in the city of Philadelphia, living in the city of Philadelphia, enjoying the, working for the city of Philadelphia, and loving the city of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I I came to the city in September of '81 to study at Temple University. I'm kind of a late bloomer, but I say late bloomers smell sweetest. Oh, there and you go. That's good. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> I studied. I majored in history at Temple. I got bachelor's in history in May of '84, and I got my writing chops together at the in the campus newspaper, the Temple News. I I wrote the best op eds you can imagine on the current events of the day, like South Africa. The religious right and Central okay. America, the Philippines, and very serious stuff. I was a, from what they tell me, I was a hit among the serious intellectuals on the campus. Okay. Okay, and for poetry, I got my start of poetry in my first semester at Temple, uh, where I uh, studied under the great Sonia Sanchez. Oh and wow. Yes, right. I, she was my pro- professor in African-American literature at Temple. And and I've uh, been in touch as of late with other great uh, Philadelphia-area poets, such as Karamo Suleiman, Sonia Sanchez, of course, Lamont Steptoe, Suzanne Jovan, Frank Sherlock, C.A. Oh, wow. Conrad, Conrad Joe Rorty, and I have to give a shout out to Larry Robin. He's the, he was proprietor of what was Robin's Bookstore and a couple of, in, of local independent bookstores in the city of Philadelphia. One okay. after another had to yes, one after another had to close because of the influx of the big box chains like your Barnes and Noble and your Borders. And Larry, yeah, go on
2: oh no i'm
3: i'm listening okay and um larry would always have these uh literary and poetry events like um poetry Inc. he would he still he would he still has these programs going on under the under the guidance of his uh program called the moonstone art center moons mm-hmm. look at that moonstone dot org and where he where he has uh, poetry and literary readings in in locations in the city. And one of his biggest ones is um, Poetry, Inc. It's uh, for National Poetry Month in in April, where poets come together, attribute a uh, poem to the the, uh, anthology, and they read their poetry in public. And it's a wonderful event uh, to support the literary arts in the city. And okay. uh, and to me, it's great since it brings the literary arts to the people. It's not in a university uh, tucked away uh, somewhere. It's 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 of by and for the people. And some very okay. dramatic stuff uh, comes on.
2: Okay. Um. Now, I have the pleasure of reading a couple of your poems, but everyone out there has not. So okay, I, uh, wanted, I wanted uh, to, Um. I don't know if you have some other poems you have ready, but, um, well, uh, or if you wanted to go ahead and read one of the two that you sent me.
3: Okay, um, I'll read you um, uh, both of them, okay? One is top okay, four. Well, first, okay?
2: well, yeah, can, yeah, go with that one first and then. Um, when you're done with that one, I want to ask you a couple of questions.
3: Okay. This poem is called Top Floor. No, eleva- no elevator. With my own legs, I get up the stairs, one step, then the next, then I'm at the top floor. I don't go any higher. The wall pulls in half and a stairway going up from the top floor. Where does it go? Let me take it. That's it.
2: Okay. Now, what inspired you to write that poem?
3: Well, it's kind like of a dream 20? I had. Uh dreams okay. are a great source of uh poetry and literature. And uh it was about this dream I had where I'm at the top floor of a building and uh I know I don't go any higher but the wall opens up in half and I see the stairway going up from the top floor of a building and it's like that, that when you think you've reached a plateau you um you find another step up. And I believe you ought to yourself to take that step up.
2: True. Okay. All right, I like that. Now, um what do you find mostly inspires your dreams? You said or excuse me, your dreams, your poetry. You say that dreams are a good inspiration, which I also find as well. Um it, and that, if it's not your dreams what else inspires you to write your poetry
3: uh my life and what brushes up against me and what i see what i've uh, what i've encountered what i read about like in like last week in Philadelphia in South Philadelphia on Daly Street uh, we had there was this incident where a gas oh, a gas explosion with several houses um uh, uh, collapse and might we read the, the one I wrote about that?
2: I'm sure. Go right ahead.
3: Okay. I call this Daily Street. I see okay. it in the news a pile of wood, bricks, stone, pipes, glass, dust, where a house was. People lived there, slept there, ate there, kids played there. It held people's lives. Now it's gone. Was someone inside? Did they get out alive? The ones that live to continue to live somewhere else. It's like my feeling is that even in the most catas- catastrophic situation, you always got to have have to find some excuse for hope.
0: True, I mean, very true.
3: Yeah, you know, I have had a miserable, miserable, miserable childhood, and still there was a little nugget of optimism and. Positive thought in me, which has always been battered, but but I kept it alive and I'm nourishing it, and and that's what drove me from my town up
0: mm-hmm. up
3: in a rural upstate township in upstate Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, mm-hmm. It caused me to come here to Philadelphia. And it's, it's one of the best moves I've ever made.
1: So so and let me find
2: the right in. Okay.
1: Oh Go right. Ahead. so Mr Mason, so where do you come from? Where exactly are you from?
3: I'm from the northeastern part of Pennsylvania in Luzerne County. Wilkesbury is the county seat and it's very rural and my township is very rural and other parts of the, the county are, is well known for uh, anthracite coal mining, mm-hmm. and and that area, I'm very active in the labor movement here in Philadelphia,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: that's a rich, and that that part of the state is a uh, has a rich history of uh, of mining conflicts, like the incident of the Molly Maguires in the 1870s where. Uh, the local coal barons and the politicians in their pocket got together to crush any, they have this story about a terrorist organization among the miners, mine workers, to uh, attempt to crush union organizing efforts.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So the The thing, okay, so for them, what I'm listening is that you pretty much base your poetry off of things that are that are current and what's going on in the world um, I do have one question that I wanted to get off my chest now. I didn't really read some of your material, but I was skimming across something that was on your um website, and I know vanilla is going to get upset with me, but I just have to know uh. Um, <laughs> I read something (laughs) I read something (laughs) um, about slavery or something of that nature. And personally I felt some kind of way but I just wanted you to, to explain that and after listening to what you just told us and things you know, you, you pretty much base your poetry off of things that are what's current, what's going on, versus your personal belief, so to speak. So I was just trying to figure out, I'm not sure exactly what poem or what writing that came from. Um, do you know which writing I'm speaking about?
3: Oh, yes, yes. See, I'm glad you pointed that out. See, one of my okay, ongoing projects as a writer is an email newsletter I send out to hundreds and hundreds of my closest and dearest friends. I call it The Mason Missile. It's like my own personal email newsletter about my uh, observation of the world, a little bit of my personal life, and I seek to give it a deeper intellectual and historical context about the issues. Okay. Like... Like I believe you were uh, Merlot, you were you might have been looking at the um, at uh, my my most recent Mason missile, whereby I discuss uh, that we are currently in the sesquicentennial of the American Civil War, and uh, and the and the and the myth about the uh, Civil War among the South is that it was merely. Uh, a fight over states' rights, quote-unquote, and uh, it had nothing to do with slavery. Uh, but I found on the Internet, good old Internet, uh, the mm-hmm. uh, the secession ordinances of several of the seceding states, uh, Georgia, I believe, Texas, and South Carolina, uh, pointing out that uh, they seceded so as to preserve their precious uh, institution of slavery. And and that was what they were fighting for and having their young men get killed for. And there was mm. nothing noble about that.
1: Okay. Right. So I, I was just asking the question. You know, it was okay, just something okay. I, I don't I, know. Well, did no, I you I ask did a very good job. Thank you. Yes, Thank you. Yes. 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 I just wanted to make sure mm-hmm. that anyone that went to the website and then they decided to do their own research and then you know they would feel some kind of way, so you've cleared that up. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm uh, good uh, now, <laughs> Oh, uh, may I you point good?
3: out my, my my web other website for the Mason Missile. It's Mason Missile one word dot blogspot dot com.
0: Right.
2: All right, great. I'm Thank glad you. you got that. Got to um, explain that to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I wanted to know, are there any current things that you're working on right now? Is there any projects that you're working on, any books, any poetry books, any type?
3: Of well, I have about? two volumes of poetry that I have published on createspace.com. It's a wonderful uh online print on demand uh, uh system where you uh online you submit you submit your your volume you, um, like a PDF or a doc format. You submit it and they download it and you use templates to put together a cover and you select oh, wow. hmm and uh and Lo and behold, you have your book published. That, and um, oh, and I have another uh, project uh, which I've worked on for 22 years, and yeah, I, it's a novel of mine about the phenomenon of the religious right and uh, television evangelism. It's about a guy hmm. who, in the early 60s, is uh, is is in the army and he gets drunk and high and punches out a couple of officers and an mp and he he's put in the stockade he's visited by a chaplain and he becomes a born-again christian i'm not disrespecting any religion please understand i'm not disrespecting any religion I mean, um, you know, I'm sorry, John. I, I have to yep. chime in
1: one more time. <laughs> oh. now, if you talk about Christians, honey, let me tell you about Christians. Christian. okay, I'm not going to be bad. I'm not going to be bad. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not... I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Trust me. I'm so sick and tired of people going to church every Sunday, and then they go through the, okay, never mind, never mind. Okay, go that ahead. That
2: is not your, yeah, just
3: not okay, about it's you, okay.
2: John. He's having a
0: beef about other things. Don't worry about it.
2: Okay. <laughs> Lord, Lord. And,
3: uh, okay, I'll stop there. And, and uh, suffice it to say, <laughs> and I'm kind of short of funds right now, and I just need to get money together for an editor and for other projects. And so it is
2: finished, correct?
3: It is finished, and I just needs some okay. editing. And I nice. just need to get money together for, uh, for an editor.
0: Okay.
2: And, and I'm very
3: proud of it. I look forward to When I do get it edited, I can submit it.
2: About and how long on, is your book?
3: Well, it's pretty long. It's uh, around about 200,000 words. And uh, like oh, I wow. said, it needs some serious editing and... I could do with an editor.
2: <laughs> well, hopefully an editor's listening and maybe they'll help you out. That would be nice.
3: Oh yeah. Oh and um like I said for my volumes of poetry, they, they are published on Create Space. One okay. is called Mutterings, M U T T E R I N G S.
0: Okay.
3: And the other is Out of the Box.
0: Okay.
2: And of course, by John Mason. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep,
3: I'm very proud of them. And well, you should be. Yes, I am.
2: You should be. Okay. So, um, do you do you ever experience writer's block when you're writing poetry, or is it something that you just do when it hits you at the moment and it just comes to you? Or is,
3: well. Well, if I feel something, I do write it down, but I know better than to uh, just uh, wait for the muse to strike or lightning to strike. I mm-hmm. just feel I have to write. Just put, sit down, put, uh, put the pen to the paper and write. And mm-hmm. I know I have to do that, and then all of a sudden, bam, something pops, and you're right. You're writing uh, good stuff. Yes.
2: Yes. I, I I always am curious how other people go about writing their poetry, how it hits them. So I like to ask that question. Um, it's about time for a break, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back, and I have some more questions. And I also want to get to that other poem, because I do have a lot of questions about that okay. other poem that you sent me. And I won't give it away yet. Okay. We're going to go into a break.
3: Okay.
0: Don't give up on this world we'll live in in An endless chorus of beating Countless digits we're praying To God from these holes that we're digging Oh, I get that it's all cataclysmic And someday we'll fall What good is a warning like Omen? the road, I have no fear of the crash of the tumbling market. Why bother saving with holes in my pocket, It's all a relic. Someday we can all look back and wonder what money paid for. Oh, what a loudness! Just in life. What do I worship? Send me my options. It's already too much, too much too often. They say peace is boring. If that much is true, why am I always running towards some pursuit I don't know?
1: Welcome back everyone to lunch Entertainment here on Blah Talk Radio where we're having a conversation with Miss Vanella Scott even though she's texting in the middle of a song and I told her to put her <coughs> phone on milk. It was Oh my gracious. <laughs> it was <laughs> All right. So the song that oh, you just heard God. was from the band called The Good Mad. Yes, The Good Mad was the group that actually played on the Lion Game on ABC Family Television. And they will be having a exclusive interview with, yes, us from Rural Entertainment, which is to be soon to be posted on the website. Um, What happened was we actually were going to have an interview like we're doing on the air, um, but the band became very busy, so now they're going to do a print interview, and I told them that the fans out there wanted to hear from them, so perhaps they will bless us with their presence with that as well, so tune in to find out more about that. Don't forget, this is your last chance. You have less than 30 minutes. Actually, you have less than that to get your ticket to see for Miss Vanilla Sky perform on the Howard Theater live and in person on next Sunday at 8 p.m. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited! I don't even know what to do. I ain't got nothing to wear, but that's all right. I'm gonna wear my <laughs> drawers if that's all I got. Neither.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I'm gonna wear either.
1: <laughs> oh Lord. So I, before we go any further, Miss Vanilla, I want to go ahead and give Miss Ebony the quick floor. Miss Ebony, Lara, Johnny, baby, what's going on, oh, sweetness?
2: Hey, Merlot, how are you?
1: I am toasted, girl. <laughs> Say what's new.
2: Hello to Vanilla oh,
1: Sky. Oh, wait a minute. So
2: Hello.
1: <laughs> how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: Oh, lovely, 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 lovely! Did you have anything that you wanted to add to the show tonight? Did you want to say what's up, or you just wanted to hold your piece to the last part?
2: I was just going to hold my piece to the last part. I was enjoying the poet. He's different, and I like his different ideas that he was giving, and the different things that he says motivates him. I think he's a very deep writer. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh. Okay.
1: All right. So fan. she goes, oh. got a fan. She's going to hold her two cents. Okay, I got you. All right. You so, Miss Ebony, if you would, could you please place your phone on mute? That way I don't have to fuck with the switchboard. Excuse me. Y'all <laughs> know how I get. I'm just done with totally. blow talk. They just give me so much issues. We're not even going to talk about what happened this week. But anyway, so yes, just put your phone on mute. And when you have something to say, sweetness, you just chime right on in. You understand me?
2: All right. Thank you, Merlo.
1: And feel free to <laughs> cut Vanilla Sky off any time. Oh, yeah, right.
2: You did that well, so I'll leave that job to you.
1: <laughs> All
2: right. <laughs> Ooh, good job, good
1: job. Okay. All right. I'm going to go ahead and unmute um our uh, guest one more time. So you can go right okay. ahead and pick up from where you left off, sweetness.
2: All right. Hey, Vanilla. Hey. I'm still here. Good, good. Okay, so I wanted to go into this next poem. And before that, I do, before I do that, okay. I wanted to um, just tell you my personal feelings on it. I don't know if you received the email that I sent you due to okay. the fact that my email is all jacked. Um, I liked it a lot. That was my favorite. And I felt a lot of – I don't know if I – Well, I'll save how I felt about it till after you read it. I don't want to give it away. But I have some strong feelings about it, and I'd like you to go ahead and read that one in the car.
3: Okay, here it is, in the car. I sit in the back seat, hearing my father talk to the air about everyone hates him, so he hates everyone. I, his child, am too stupid to be an adult, so I'll never be one. He preaches misery. It is his religion, his God. As he drives on and on to nowhere, and I go along, he won't let me drive. But someday, I'll be at the wheel. Out the window goes my father and his junk and his road ash and his radio. And I'll drive down my road and leave them behind.
0: Mm.
2: Okay. That poem, to me, spoke volumes I don't know what everyone else is feeling but for me let me say it sounded it made me feel very sad and yeah. i don't know you you had said there were some things in your childhood so um as as deep as you want to go with it you know can you tell us what you know inspired you to write that poem
3: well my father both my parents were very abusive angry miserable people And they took it out on me. And I tried to be respectful to my parents, but they were not respectful to me. And if I did anything right, they never told me. And if I did something right or neutral, they treated it like it was a crime. And Mm -hmm. I made one little mistake, and that proved I was like a criminal or a delinquent or something. And there was a long stretch when, like for three years, when my parents didn't speak to each other, and they were both acting crazy. I have to be honest, they were both acting crazy. I mean, my mother just laying in the bed all day, and, well, it's getting off, laying up so she can do dinner. And my father always rattling off, talking about he wanted to run away from home, pack his bags, take off, go to Florida, go to Canada. And he kept badgering me to come with him. And he couldn't understand why I didn't want to go with him. I mean, it was like, um, it felt wrong going along with him. I mean, it was just, it's just, he needed me around him as his, like his lengthy the outside world of his head, See, he was very deaf, and you had to shout to get through to him. And I, wow, it's just so, just, it's just a miserable childhood. But I'm at least, I, I... it didn't break me. I got out of there, turned it into poet, turned it. It's like. Poetry is a form of alchemy that turns the base material of life into literary gold. How's that? Hmm. I like that. Thanks. I do
2: you like that? Literary gold. I do. I, I agree. And that poem really hit me. I wasn't sure where what the other one was about exactly, but when you explained it, it made sense. I, but this one definitely. I said, "Oh, wow! That was that was deep." And do you oh, have a you. lot of poetry about your
3: childhood as well? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, here's here's one that which touches on my childhood. I call it white bread. I eat it all the time. It looks like any other coming out of the factory, not bakery. It's stiff, smells like iodine. It has mold on it, but I eat it because my mother tells me to and it's all she gets. She doesn't know anything else. See, my parents were very closed-minded people. Very, I have to say, bigoted and prejudiced. My father was racially prejudiced. He hated any minority group you chose, even a white minority groups like Polish and, and wow. uh, Italians. I mean... He was always quick with the ethnic slurs and the racial slurs and the N, especially the N word. Mm. And my mother was, her thing was religious prejudice. uh, She can be very rude and insulting about Catholics and, and Jews. Oh, and here's another little factoid about me. I was brought up in that community in the, and attended a little Methodist church. My parents dropped me off. My father dropped me off after the Sunday school, and they picked me up because that's all I knew. That's all they dumped on me. And, I, and here's what the, about the best move I ever made. About uh, 23 years ago, I began the mm-hmm. process of converting to Judaism. Okay. Yep. I, uh, I studied with the Reconstructionist movement and the Reform movement and the two denominations of Judaism, and I attached myself to a wonderful little synagogue. We call it Congregation Lev Ha'ir. Uh, it means heart of the city in Hebrew, because it's, we meet in Center City, Philadelphia. I'd like to give a shout-out to my congregation at org. Anyway, I did extensive study in the Jewish history and and religion and Kashru in Israel. I I went through the mikveh in 1994, and I took part in the bar mitzvah group in
0: 1998.
3: Okay. I hope I didn't uh, uh, sidetrack anybody. You
1: know, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Speak for mm-hmm. yourself, <laughs> honey. You know, oh, don't always <laughs> oh. it's
2: so easy to lose Merlot. You have to excuse him. Huh? I'm not
1: lost. Bro. He could get lost
2: in a square room by himself. I'm so serious. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> That's all right. I have a question. <laughs> but it's okay. My okay. goodness. So, seriously. Um, mm-hmm. So, pretty much from what you've just told us, you shared a little bit of background about, you know, how you grew up and what your family was like or was about back then. Are they still the same people? Do they still think the same way?
3: Well, my father passed away in uh, August of 77, and my mother passed away late in November of 05. And Sorry. Okay, and And, uh, it's like I don't know if you can call it revenge against them, but I strive—I have striven to be the exact opposite of the kind of people they were.
1: Do you? What? Okay, so what you think happened to you to make you think differently than what you were taught? Now this. And I'm going to say this piece right here. This goes back to a lot that, you know, we've talked about in the past, about how we were brought up as people and how we are taught to do something else, but yet we are our own person and we think our own way. Uh, mm-hmm. We even had a person call in to tell Miss Vanilla Sky some things that were kind of, you know, mm. You have to go back and listen to the show, and that's all I will say about that. But we've had people that are still thinking sideways as to, you know, what we used to be, what we're trying to go, and where we've come from, and it's just sad that people are still stuck and they will not change. So what well, do you feel – at what point in well, your life made you decide that, okay, this is not how I want to think, this is not what I want to do, and this is not how I want to feel?
3: Well, it's like I knew my parents, in a in a subliminal uh, sense, my I knew my parents were wrong in the, the way they acted, the way they believed, and, and uh, I knew I couldn't be like them. So I did whatever I could to get out of that community. And it was like the process well, well moving to Philadelphia accelerated the process of weaning myself away from them. And being in a cosmopolitan area uh, listening to all kinds of minds learning things I've never learned before. I mean I and, What made me different from them? I don't know. I just was.
2: I would have to say probably um, subconsciously, a lot of times in situations like that, as a child of abuse, if you're abused or neglected, usually the child either goes and does the same thing or they go the complete opposite. And I think... Um, different people stepping in in your life or different opportunities or different surroundings makes a huge difference and i think that's what kind of makes it or breaks it and i don't think that anyone who's been in that situation really knows or can pinpoint exactly what made them suddenly not be a certain way
0: when yes that's true. all they've I...
2: ever been modeled is you know what they've been modeled it's just Luckily you were able to get out of it and you knew you knew better that it was wrong and mm-hmm. for whatever reason instead of becoming like them you know you became who you are so yes,
3: that's true that is, that's uh cool. I'd like to give a shout out to a mentor of mine like sure. see I started my education at the uh, Penn State Pennsylvania State University campus in Wilkes The Wilkes-Barre campus actually was in Lehman Township, a very rural area, and a a man I met there as as an instructor and professor is Frederick Stefan, S-T-E-F-O-N. He taught religion and history there, and after classes, before classes, he and I would get together and chat about stuff we've learned, I've learned, and stuff that interested me, and... He he saw in me a sharp intellect that needed some discipline, needed some guidance and I thank him for his guidance. I just want to give a shout out for for Fred Stefan for being a mentor and guiding me. I like you're like the first person to believe in me in that whole area. And that's
2: important to have.
3: Yes, we yes, we need that.
2: Yes, everyone needs and deserves that. That's true. Definitely.
3: After okay. a shot of people who, pardon my French, couldn't give two shits about me.
2: No, but i mean say how you feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, I I mean, I'm glad personally that you have found, you know, a group of people, um, um, a support that, you know, that gives you support and gives you guidance and helps you, you know, along the way and believes in you everyone like I said everyone needs that and deserves that and when you're missing that as a child it's very difficult as an adult to adjust and you don't really realize it until you're in the in the middle of being an adult Mm -hmm. and then it kind of hits you like what is different about me that that makes me different or act different than everybody else and they seem to have it together and I don't I mean I don't know that's just my personal thoughts on it so for you to find a group of people like-minded is very, very good.
3: That's and I'm right. glad
2: that you have found that.
3: Yes. Yes I do I find right. myself very fortunate. That I could have gone the other way being very exactly. dangerous, dysfunctional.
2: Exactly. Uh, and you right. you chose, you know, to love and to accept and to research things as opposed to hate and be closed minded and, you know, think, you know, just one way and so many people do that. So it's, you know, I commend you for that, that you've been able to come out of that and not be that way. That's great. That's important. Out of everything on the show, you know, the poetry is important as well, but that's really something, you know, that should be commended, so
3: good for you. you. Thank you. you. I'm I'm always seeking to learn. I feel like uh, any day that doesn't have me with reading a book time, it's it's just loss. I mean, a day without book time is wasted. And I'm just taking a, t- a I still have the old paper and, and ink books. Uh, I haven't gotten a Kindle yet. Uh, well, never say never. And I'm, I'm adjusting yeah. very well to the new technology, and I'm, I'm always open to learning. I want to learn. Not I am good. a learning addiction. Like in Philadelphia, we have this uh, adult education program called the Mount Airy Learning Tree. It's, it's a wonderful program where you could learn all kinds of skills like uh, carpentry, plumbing, uh, uh, songwriting, acting, uh, mm. some martial arts, some exercise. And, and they have this wonderful slogan, The Truly Educated Never Stop Learning. Mm, I like that. I do like yep. that.
0: That's very true.
2: And actually, after the show, I'm going to either call you or email you. I've got some information for you since you said what you just said. Uh, I think that will be very useful to you. So Thank you. That as soon as the show ends. No problem. And um, the show is coming close to an end. So what I'd like you to do for so one more time, give everyone that's listening um, information on how to contact you, information on where to buy your books again as well um any of your websites you would like them to go your facebooks whatever you want to give out um this is this is your time
3: okay uh my uh my main uh, website is ready j o m a s o n j o mason dot webs w e b s dot com uh, the website for my Mason missile is Mason missile one word lowercase dot blogspot dot com. And on uh, and uh, I'm still uh, working on um, on Facebook, even though I've been uh, on it for as long as it's been it's been around. It's okay. okay. My my Facebook page is John Oliver Mason freelance writing. Once you get on uh, Facebook.
2: Okay, and where can we find your book? One more time.
3: Okay, for um, uh, for my poetry volumes, they're on createspace.com. Dot com. And you can and also order order them through Amazon.com.
2: Awesome. And one's called Letterings and one's called Out of the Box, correct?
3: That's right. That's right.
2: Okay. All right. Um, thank you so much.
3: Thank, thank you, me, Merlot. Uh, thank you, Vanilla. Thank you, Merlot.
2: And when your other book is completely edited and ready, then... You have to let us know.
3: And we'll like
2: have you back on. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Let's go ahead and stay on the line for a little bit. We're going to have you do some shout-outs in a minute.
3: Marlo, okay. are you alive?
1: <laughs> I'm definitely here. Miss Ebony Larajani, baby, go ahead and give you a quick shout-out, sweet lady.
2: Hey, Merlo, it's me. I just wanted to give a shout-out to uh, For the Soul Productions. Who is a great studio. And um, if you're interested in any studio time, definitely get in contact with them. Also DMV Studios. Um and then I want to give a shout out to another poet that I know. Her name is Ann Donahue. And you can find her on Facebook as well as Ann Donahue. All right.
1: All right. So those so shout outs to those studios. They added me to their Twitter today. Thank you so much. I appreciate the love. In this house. <laughs> <laughs> Ebony darling, what's 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 going on, baby? What you doing next Sunday? Fuck this shit. I'm about to take you to the street. What you doing Ooh. next Sunday? I actually won't be here, Merlo. I'll be in Atlantic City next Sunday. Oh no, nobody has claimed the ticket <clears> and I was trying to give it to you. Oh, Marla, Lord. Hi.
2: I will be back in time for the show. You know I will never miss Vanilla Sky. I will be back. I'm headed straight from Atlantic (laughs) City straight to Vanilla Sky.
1: Are you sure you will be available to be there, honey?
2: I will be there. I promise her I wouldn't miss it.
1: Okay, I got your ticket, boo. I'm about to purchase it in a few seconds after this show. So you'll be sitting with me, my boo, and we'll be waiting for Miss Vanilla Sky to make her uh, whatever the fuck she decides she want to do. We will take some pictures and some more shit. Drop <laughs> it like it's low. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> Merlo, one
2: more thing. I told Vanilla Sky whoever wins the ticket by emailing her, I'm going to bring a copy of my book so they can get that for free as well, whoever wins the ticket. <gasps>
1: yeah. Well, yeah. how are you going to I'm going to bring
2: you a copy a Merlo, we will talk about this later Merlo just How is
1: she going to give up. her a copy to book her to herself? John, we'll that talk that about sound? this that later like a hot,
3: wretched mess <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it sounds like you guys are having fun Oh my
1: But that don't sound natural. We have like, no Okay, alright, so we got less than one minute So I want y'all to go ahead and give you a quick shout out Miss Ebony, go ahead and say you a quick shout out Quickly, 10 seconds
2: again uh One. for the soul productions
1: d m v studios and Anne donahue all right mr john Mason go ahead and give you a quick shout out ten seconds go
3: MoonstoneArtsCenter.com, NWU.org. n w u dot org that's the national writers union my my union as a writer and uh dot webs dot and Mason Missile dot blogspot dot
1: Never right. got minute. That shit was longer than ten seconds, so that's all good. Go ahead, Mr. Vanilla.
0: <laughs>
2: He's the guest. He can do that. I give a shout out
3: to Miss
2: Ebony, Miss Shanty, and John. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed it. And Thank you for Merlo. having me over. No problem. And to Merlot. This is a crazy Merlot. That's all I'm going to say about that.
1: <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys, for tuning in to Formal Entertainment here on Blog Talk Radio. We talked about you. We talked about Mr. John Mason. We talked about Mr. Zell Sky. We talked about Ebony. We talked about everything under the earth, everything that you could possibly think about. We just want to make sure that you do more than dream a dream. We want you to live it. And until next time, everybody, and Miss Ebony, I'll see you on next Sunday at the Howard Theater. How- Holla, babies. Holla, Bye-bye. Holla.
0: If you live for something, you're not alone, my friend. So fill up the cup and lift your lighter. I am to life. Lou,
1: they say what don't kill me can make me stronger. So two drinks a night should help me live longer. I blow some smoke just to give my lungs a chance. Just watch it go through life to a rock safely as death. I'm on a journey, yeah, I'm on a roll. Sometimes gotta close my eyes just to open my soul. And tonight is the night I got a feeling that I'm about to act a fool. So if you go fixing Drake, me and are about to break the rules. What the hell is a life worth living if it's not on the
0: edge? Trying to keep my balance, I'm twisted, so just in case I fall. Written on my tombstone to say women, weed, and alcohol.
1: Suck in this moment, free the hands of time, cause I feel in a peace when I'm out of my mind. And you can call me crazy, but I like to roll the dice, so I'm willing to bet that I'm gonna be a crazy for the rest of my life.